You are now tuned in to the Baseline FaceTime Podcast, a show featuring two friends talking hoops and a lot of other stuff. We've got a great episode planned for you today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to tune in for more episodes, and we're ready to roll, so let's go. All right, what's going on, all you beautiful people? I am your host, Manny. Welcome to the Baseline FaceTime Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcast, then make sure you know you subscribe to us because we're on that platform as well, Spotify as well. Troy, what other platforms do we have? Yeah, man. So we are going global, as I like to say. Going global. Going global. So we are on Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, and then, of course, YouTube for the video. So exciting stuff. Yeah, that, that is good, man. And if you're on all the, any of those other platforms, make sure you know you watch us daily. I mean, we're here all the time. We're gonna be doing this for quite a while. And today we got a good episode lined up for you. We got we're gonna talk about the G League stuff. We're gonna talk about NBA players not wanting to play in the tournament or just play at all. We got a new segment today. We have overtime, which we're going to introduce to you guys that about. Overtime is basically just a little extra topics that we want to throw in for you guys and make sure you guys have a you know a better experience and have a little bit more time of us. So, yeah, was, um, first off, for me at least, I want to start off the show with uh, something that I need to hold myself accountable with. And, uh, you know, now that I'm watching, we have like about a month worth of shots, right? Like we've been doing this for about a month now, right? Yep, so this is week four. We're, 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 we're consistent as well, posting every Friday, so it's good stuff. But we do record on Thursday, so we are like a little bit behind by like a day. But now nah, what uh, I want to bring to the attention is uh, I'm getting thick, Troy. You're getting thick. I'm getting a thick with a capital T, so it's thick. Thick. Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, dude, I packed on some pounds since quarantine. Have you? Oh, too many. Too many. I, I, I literally just ate Chinese food. And would you like to tell the people what I ate yesterday? Yeah, so Manny shows up to the house. We're getting ready to talk over the show, uh, you know, the plans for the next day, that kind of thing. Manny shows up, walks right in. He's got, like, a family-sized bag of McDonald's. And keep in mind, that's just for me. <laughs> yeah, he opens it up. And just starts pouring out nuggets. Like, it's raining nuggets in my kitchen. And I'm like, dude. Don't go. forget the fries. Don't forget the fries. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I saw this cool TikTok where I just, I felt like it was cool. And I wanted to try it once. Even though I've been eating healthy all week. I had to, I, ne- I needed to put it out there so that way people could hold me accountable. Because when you see yourself on the camera, it wasn't just 10 pounds added, man. It was like 30. <laughs> I was like, damn. I'm a little damn. It was like one heck of a cheat meal yesterday. That's for sure. Yeah, and I didn't do any better by eating Chinese food. So that was a lot of carbs right there, too, with that rice. I'm still, It's over there. I'm probably going to eat it later after we're done. Why not? Yeah. All right. So one thing that I want to ask you, Troy, since you know we're talking basketball and since the season hasn't really kicked off just yet. We got a little bit before that. Did you hear about Michael Jordan selling his flu game shoes? I did. So you know how much did they go for? I don't know how much. 104,000. Yeah, I think I'm saying that. I didn't pass, I'm not good at math, but it was $104,417, I believe, for like an auction or something, I believe. And I was like, I would never ever in a million years pay that much for a pair of sneakers that somebody else wore. Would what? you? It's the flu game. It, I, no, it's the pizza game. That's what it was. It was the food poisoning game. That's true. We're not going to talk about that. But, like, dude, the flu game shoes, iconic. That's pretty That's pretty crazy. That just sold recently? Uh, it just sold, like, I believe yesterday. Uh-huh. I was uh, I was a little bit behind on the article as I was reading it um, <clears throat> five minutes before we started. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> seeing that, it made me realize, what is by far the best sneaker that you love more than anything? And, like, how much did you pay for it? Oh, goodness. 
That's tough. So I've got I've got quite a sneaker collection. At least I think it is. Would you consider yourself a sneakerhead? For sure. Um, not as much as I used to be, but you know, I still buy some every now and again. Um, my favorite pair of sneakers that I currently have are probably the Jordan 29s, the one with the big Jumpman logo on the side. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love to hoop in them. Look-wise, I don't think I could pull them off with jeans because yep. I'm a jean guy. Yeah, my brother actually got them for me, so I didn't even buy those myself, but they were they were rather expensive. I was shocked when I opened those on Christmas Day a couple <laughs> years back, and then I got some, um, like the Jordan 31 Space Jam edition, so kind of similar to the uh, the Space Jam 11s, which Did I like. Did Blake Griffin advertise that sneaker? I'm not sure. Because I remember there was a commercial with him and Marvin the Martian, that's why. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that commercial. That's what that immediately jumped to my mind. Huh. Um, no, I think How about for, you? For me? I think it's hands down going to be uh, my Jordan Laney 5s. Those are my favorite shoe. I'd like, because I'm a big sneakerhead, so I just don't like spending money on sneakers now because mm-hmm. I buy my own sneakers. Um, but no, nah, what made it so cool was like when you think about Jordan getting cut from the high school team, even though he didn't make varsity, he still made, what was it, JV? So I technically so. it was not really getting cut, but I just, I thought that was cool. Not too many players have colorways from their high school days. And most importantly, the Jordan 5 was the most, I feel like the most iconic with their shark teeth on the shot, uh, side, which was, I didn't know this, but it came from a World War II fighter jet with the teeth on the side. So, cause Jordan would swoop down on his people like a fighter jet and uh-huh. dunk on them. Yeah. I think, well, who, who makes the Jordans again? At least the one through 11. He was like iconic. I forget what his name was. You I know? don't know. You don't know? Mm-mm. I have to look into it. Uh, he was a, like an iconic shoe developer for the time. Huh. Very interesting. So I don't know if you've um, seen, but there's something interesting going on. So we're excited about the NBA return. I know both of us are. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are, but there are some things circling around um, just in the NBA world, NBA news of some players even um, a little hesitant about a return of those 22 teams that are going to Orlando. Some players are a little hesitant, um, as you might expect. But so uh, among those is Carmelo Anthony. Really big name, yep. Carmelo my, Anthony, my guy with the with the with the braids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the old mellow. New <laughs> new mellow is a little concerned with the Blazers. He's kind of up in the air about playing. He said yesterday, quote unquote, up in the air about it. And then um, you know another one that's kind of voiced his opinion even before they announced that the NBA um, you know was going to come back officially was Joe Ingles. Who Joe Ingles? Who. <laughs> Show some respect to the YMCA Didn't, dude. Wait, isn't he like a good three-point shooter? Yeah, he is. I know him because of my team. That's why. He's a bucket getter. Eh, he can shoot. He's a bucket getter, and he looks at he, like he belongs at the YMCA, and he still is dropping dudes in the NBA. He's good. Who? Joe Ingles. <laughs> you heard it here. Nah, shout out to my man Joe Ingles. Lose respect. I like your my team card. Oh, he's on the Pacers, right? The Jazz. Okay, I was wrong again. The Jazz. So he... For one, like he was really questioning it before the return was announced. And then since it's been announced, so in the last week or so, he has um, kind of said it's like a tough decision. And so he, uh, he's he got a wife. He's got a wife that is pregnant. And so oh, yeah. he's concerned like they might be going back to Australia. They got to go to Australia and self-quarantine. And then after the Jazz get knocked out in the second round or whatever, he's got to go, you know, he's going to plan on going to um, Australia from Orlando. And so it's kind of just a crazy process for his family, for some other families in the NBA. So he's got some concerned. And then there's rumors that um, some NBA players held a conference call 
um, about the uncertainty of the season. And so now the NBA has just announced that um, they are not going to penalize people of those 22 teams that they don't want to participate. They don't have to. And so pretty interesting there. They were kind of working on a deal there for players they don't want to play. I feel like that conference call was hold up for Zoom. Um, but no, what really stuck out to me is Joe Ingles not coming back. I don't know why it didn't hit me when Carmelo Anthony didn't want to come back, but hearing him in his, I guess, story. I, I thought of Cristiano Ronaldo. I hope I'm saying his right. Mm-hmm. He missed the birth of his kid just to play a regular season soccer game. So when I hear something like that, it means mm-hmm. you're giving up and you have a losing mentality for your team. So uh, if, if, that's, if that's right there, that means, the, what is he on, Jazz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to win. Um, just by that, let alone. Well, he's going to play. Oh, he is going to play. He's though. going to play. He just he's concerned, you know, if his family goes to Australia, oh, and so. that kind of thing. Exactly. And so I think with Melo, he I think he'll end up playing. I don't know. Could be wrong. But he is just saying, um, and rightfully so. Again, kind of just wondering why the NBA hasn't given him all the details. Like they don't know everything as to what's going to happen, what the procedure is going to be like down there, families coming, you know, how much they can do down there and, and all of that stuff. And so he has just said he's up in the air about playing. Well, the way the NBA made it seem from their last press conference that they had held was that they were going to make sure a better system was in place to separate that. But from my understanding is how are they going to do all these games? And it's is it one arena or are there multiple down there in Florida? Oh, there's multiple. There's multiple yeah, at the place? Yeah. So I don't know exactly what the sports complex down in Disney is set up like. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get it done. It's not like they have to worry about fans coming in or anything like that either. <laughs> this is true. I think we should go to Foot Locker and steal some referee shirts and pretend that we're refs for the game and sneak in. We should get in free on court seats, literally. Yeah. I mean, as long as you sit like six rows away from me, which obviously they'll be available, I think we'd have some good front row seats. That's true. We can take the podcast to Orlando. We're going to Disney World. Disney World? The Baseline FaceTime podcast takes on Disney World. Uh, I don't want to see Mickey Mouse. (laughs) I don't want to see Pluto. You know, I gotta be six feet away from them. You want to see LeBron? Yes. There you go. <laughs> I want to see Anthony Davis more than anybody. I heard he shaved his eyebrow. No way. Yeah, I swear. Speaking of dudes that look different, who? You see the Joker, Nikolai Jokic, or however you say his first name. You see what he looks you call like? Him the Joker. The Joker. Why? That's what they call him. I didn't know that. Was mm-hmm. his nickname? That's his nickname. Right. But now he looks like the Slim Reaper, because you read my mind. I was thinking that he's very skinny now. Um, literally, if you haven't seen the picture of Jokic posted everywhere over on any basketball page, dude looks different. So I don't know how it's going to translate on the court, but we'll see. He might be quicker in transition, but I mean, are you going to take transition or are you going to take strength? Cause you know, mm-hmm. you need to be strong to battle in the paint against some of the centers that are in the league right now. That's true. Especially like, um, who's a good center right now? Embiid. Embiid. There you go. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to get that one. So we'll see. But they would only meet in the finals anyway. So, you know. Um, anyway, what else is going on? What else we got to talk about? Uh, we're also going to talk about the class of 2023 going into the league. That would be Bronny's league, right? That, was that is LeBron class. James Jr. class of 2023. I can't believe we're already talking about that class. I'll be 23 years old by the time he enters the league. So that's kind of crazy to Dang. think about. Yeah, I'll be, I don't want to say how old. I'm going to be old. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be like 26. 26? That's old. That's not that old. <laughs> um... Also we but have... so LeBron James Jr., let's let's camp out there for a second. Okay. He just so ESPN released their top twenty-five player rankings for the class of twenty twenty-three, and LeBron James Jr., aka Bronny, came in at number twenty-four for that class. And uh, 
I don't know. He's a beast. I love that kid. I think he's going to be a tremendous talent. I think he's going to hit a growth spurt. He's only 6'2 right now. We really? know how big his dad is. And so, dude, junior, senior year, I can see him creeping up into the top of that class. I haven't seen much of him play since he was, like, like really young. So mm-hmm. I really can't speak for that. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, though. I mean, people always think genetics is what makes a great athlete, which is somewhat true, right? If you breed two fast horses, you get another thoroughbred horse, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. But you ever notice how, like, when you have great athletes' children, they always don't live up to, like, their their potential or the hype put around them because there's just so much. And plus, even if he, he does win a championship, let's say if he does, if it's just one, it's going to come up short opposed to his dad. So this kid's already at a very big disadvantage coming into the league with the situation i mean i think personally the perfect formula for anyone who has a athlete of a father who wasn't that good has to be mediocre del curry mediocre joe jelly bean bryant mediocre del curry mediocre he shot threes but i mean he bounced around a lot right in comparison to steph i guess yeah i mean when you're comparing is i think del is like the number one leading scorer ever off the bench really i think key word there off the bench yeah six, <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah i mean in comparison to steph you're right yeah but um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what Bronny does i like i said i like watching him he's just he's a cool kid too i like keeping up on his tiktoks and instagram i just you know i don't follow him on social media is he, he, is he entertaining he's awesome he is yeah i'll give it a watch but how, how tall you think he's gonna cop, uh, cap out at jesus i struggled there i don't know i, I mean i you know i don't know how big mom is how tall she is but i'm sure i'm sure he'll be i'm sure he hasn't his growth spray yet that's for sure how old is he? he's only 15 15 yeah, he's got time he's got time he'll probably get up to six eight six nine and then he's gonna be a walking buck in the league well he's got handles and he's like he can can, yeah. he, th- can he dunk oh yeah okay he, can play, he plays point guard right now really yeah so that's gonna help his development later on mm-hmm. as a player that's awesome kind of like uh, anthony davis kind of situation mm-hmm. growing up yeah i could see that because anthony davis played point guard or guard in high school went to kentucky hit a growth spurt or you know before kentucky hit a growth spurt and look at what he is now yeah i guess you are right about that but what's more crazy to me is who makes this listing do you know because i don't know dudes that work for espn I don't know. but like <laughs> to name that many players above him they would have to be really significant in talent so i would like to know who number one is because that's a big target on that person's back who is it over there that's true dj wagner is he like like where like where is he from i don't know anything about him camden new jersey really yeah so he's like across the bridge across the bridge wow look at that <laughs> um we'll have to get him on the show we could we definitely could Some if point. he's ranked number one he's probably got a lot of people lined up though that's true yeah well maybe that's we can get him when he's in college how about that's that true. that'll give us enough time right because <laughs> it's but 2023 we got time we got time we got time that's for sure and then speaking of college so there are some guys who are in this draft class or this um, you know recruiting class, this high school class, who are skipping out on college, heading, really? to the, heading to the G League. So the number one recruit in the nation, Jalen Green, um, is heading to the G League next year. And it's not like he couldn't play in college because every school in the nation wanted him, like Kansas, like Kentucky, like Villanova. They all recruited him, offered him. And he's going to the G League through the Professional Pathway Program. I didn't even know that was an option. Neither did I. So I thought you either had to go to overseas or college. So you can go to the G League. um, And this Professional Pathway Program is a new thing um, that the G League has has made. 
And it's basically, I think, from what I've read, what I've learned about it, and very little, is, again, professional pathway. It's more geared toward these kids who either can come to this thing or they can go overseas or they can be a one-and-done. So, like, these are dudes that are destined for the league out of high school that they can go to this. And then there's a couple the, – the number 13 prospect in the nation, Isaiah Todd, is joining Jalen Green. The number 20 prospect, the point guard, is joining those two as well. And so it's kind of a new trend. I mean, that's three of the top 20 recruits that are heading to the G League rather than college. Well, say goodbye to the college system then because then – no, because, I mean, are they getting paid for that? Oh, yeah. If they're getting paid, there's no, there's no going back to college because that's everyone's dream who makes that of the struggle is to make money doing what you love, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what's funny, though, is I think it's a better system because then you're going to know who's all about it for wanting to be the greatest of all time and who's just there to get a paycheck because think about it. There's some great players that were under some one-year deals, bowled out, and then never really performed as well again after they got the max contract that they wanted i can't really think of anyone in specific um at the moment but there have been situations like that do you like this idea i do i think it's a good alternative um so do you think this is going to affect the ncaa or how do you say the college Mm -hmm. thing i think i think it will obviously a little bit like Mm -hmm. You know, a player like Jalen Green, who's the number one recruit, is doing this. That's going to lead others to possibly do this. And, um, you know, I think it'll affect the NCAA, but I don't think it'll be, you know, a drastic change. You know, there's still, you know, it might take a while for it to be a huge impact. I think it's going to affect them big time because if you're having a professional league throw money at you, what is your only option to compete so that way you still bring in the marketing? Mm-hmm. Especially, let's say the next Zion, right? He decides to scratch college wants to go to the league and make money, right? Mm-hmm. So now what is the NCAA's option now? Now they have to pay players if they want the best of the best in their tournament. Now, if they want to keep bringing viewership from all the marketing that they have, they need to pay players. So I think California was the first state to allow college athletes to get paid while being in college. So, I mean, I think we're going to start to see that being implemented in other states as well. It's only fair, if they, especially if that continues to happen and that's the trend. Then we're going to see a big difference in the college. Yeah, and we've seen some guys in the past, you know, choose the overseas route, like you had mentioned. I mean, you know, there's quite a few. The first one that comes to my mind, just because I was a big fan, was Brandon Jennings. You know, he didn't go to college. He he went overseas for, I think, a year. I'm not sure. Um, and there's you know, there's quite a list of others as well. And then, obviously, the the guys that came straight from, the, straight from high school, the LeBrons of the world, the KGs of the world, the J.R. Smith, right? Yeah, can they, can Lou they Williams. Those kind of guys. Do Can J.R. Smith's tell time? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's debatable. Um, no, I, um, honestly, I would. That also brings into debate the one and done rule too. Like, how do you feel about the one and done rule? I hate the one and done rule. I think in in this way, I hate it because I think that an eighteen year old kid, LeBron James, for example, if he's ready for the league and the team wants to pick him up, and the team wants to bring him in, like Kobe Bryant, or who, you know, there's countless guys. Right. We can name them all day long. If they're ready for the league at 18, and a team thinks they're ready, let's go. Bring them on. That's my opinion. I agree with you, because I would like to see talent have more longevity, especially if they're playing at a higher level. But to play devil's advocate, because not everybody feels the same way, you know, uh, I think you would like to see a rookie get a couple of seasons in in a college level to develop, because... I think you can make the case that the college game will only enhance what you have and further it, especially if you have great coaching, like we've seen with uh, Dean Smith, um, Coach K, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, to have their tutelage to you and at your disposal 
and you know the, all the knowledge that they could pass down to you i think that's very key and especially and especially you're playing against your peers that are at the same level so you're definitely going to see what type of um iron that they're made out of especially at that level too mm-hmm. so that's why i would make the case that we should keep it and plus most importantly we we could remember the names of kobe bryant the kgs the uh, tracy mcgrady's but we also don't remember the ones who were promised things and then didn't make it and then had weird like they they were shell-shocked when they didn't make the nba you know so that puts them at a big disadvantage because now they're forced with a life decision of what comes next and obviously you're not going to be playing basketball forever but doing it on a professional level increases your longevity and the time that you have before you have to worry about that before your next next so i think and it kind of screws them over sometimes too and they, you know they set on this and maybe they just go down a weird path that they didn't normally want you know what i mean that's true that's true you're i mean you know there's definitely some benefits of it i think i think the g league system the gaining in popularity in the g league helps this in a way because you know, you got dudes again like Jalen Green, who are pretty much a guaranteed gonna be one and done if they go to Duke or if they go to Kentucky or if they go, you know, wherever. And then, you know, if they realize, okay, I'm gonna be a one and done here, why don't I go make some money? Why don't I go to the G League? Why don't I play like dedicate my life instead of going to classes? Let me go, you know, just work out and pump and get ready for the league. And so um, you know, I think it kind of can kind of help in a way because the more players that go to this G League program, the less one and done kids there's going to be. You know what I mean? True. And I think it, it would I think we're going to see in the process of that, too, to play devil's advocate, a lot more shadier stuff happen, though, mm-hmm. you know, especially when money is getting involved, because everyone has always said, at least when I've watched documentaries with I think it was in the last dance and KG's all star interview, the basketball part, that's the fun part. But the minute you start getting agencies, you're starting getting money, that's now that becomes the business part. And that's always the hard part that everybody needs to grasp. And you could have future contracts that just aren't exactly ideal, but the the person who's just not educated enough to not know that it's a bad deal. You know, because when you look at that paper that they give you, I can only imagine it's filled with a lot of big words. I'm not a reader. I know I'm not going to read it. Like, think about it. Does anybody read what they sign? I know I don't. So that's why I think, you know, it, it, it would force the athlete and businessman that they are to grow up faster. I will say that. But you can't also say that they're going to get great deals as well. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I just hit except terms and conditions, right? That's what we all do. You should read it. <laughs> Yeah, I know okay. I didn't. Everybody scrolled to the bottom of that thing, especially on like iTunes and things, you know. Oh, it's bad, dude. I when I went to Verizon, right? This is how I owed them a lot of money. I just signed on the dotted line. I didn't realize I had three thousand dollars worth in credit taken out. I'm still paying for it. Oh, oh my goodness! Wow. You know what? Help. You know what happened this week? Um, what happened a few week? years ago? So last last episode we did a little flashback of the Kobe to Shaq lob. So this day in history. June 12th, 1991, Magic dishes out 20 assists against the Bulls in the finals. But the Bulls win the championship. Michael Jordan secures his first, and Magic played in his last championship and lost. But he dished out 20 assists. I like how you said a few years ago, like, oh, I'm thinking like maybe like two, maybe four. No, he goes back to 1990. What is that, one? It's been a while. 1991. That's a little while, but uh, that's cool to think about now. Like how how far like the thing and um, uh, what do we what do we call that? A flashback. 
Flashback, Flashback Friday. Flashback Friday. I like the name of that. I think we're going to keep that. Um, now, that's cool to think about because when I think of the 1991 series, I think of the, the hand that Michael Jordan switches up with in the layup. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what game that was, but I, I think that's the most iconic move from that series than anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, dude dished out. I mean, respect to Magic, his last appearance, his last game in the finals, getting a 20-piece dime. Not bad. Not too shabby. And then also, the thing we already uh, talked about a little bit ago, six years later, 1997, the flu game. The flu game. The flu game, 1997. That, Jesus, that was a while ago. Yep. Um, did you own a pair of the flu games? No. I did not either, but I do want a pair now. Oh, that's crazy to think about that. It was in 19, what was that, 1996? 1997. Oh, 1997. The flu game. Gotcha. Crazy yeah. stuff. I vaguely remember that. I know it was against the Sonics, right? Or was it the Jazz? The Jazz, yeah. Jazz. Okay, see, so I'm a little uh, fuzzy on that one. But, yeah, see, I can't even say much about it. I just remember Michael being, like, from what the imagery that I've seen from, like, things from it is just him walted over and, like, the just slouching over his chair and, of course, Scottie Pippen carrying him off the court. I don't know how much he scored that. Was it, like, 45? I forget. You have to look Let this me up, look it up Let me look it up. Yeah. Because what I, what, from what I remember in The Last Dance, if I remember, I watched a while ago, was that he was like not really bouncing around in the first half, but in the second half he exploded, supposedly. Yeah, he the, the iconic picture in that is Scotty, like you said, kind of carrying him off the court. And um, yeah, what a memory. I, I, I see that article about the flu game on here. Oh, the sneaker? Yep, he scored 38 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and hit the game winner. Again, and hit the game, game winner. And hit the, the game winner. The flu game. So that was a long time ago, 1997. Right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know who – that's funny that you said GOAT because I was about to take us here. How do you feel about – not that he's the GOAT, but how do you feel about Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless? I think he is ridiculous on what he wants from LeBron. Like, he is the most LeBron James rider I have ever seen. Skip Bayless basically wants – 99 points, 37 rebounds, and 36 assists with one minute played. That's the type of performance. He That's wants what LeBron. LeBron has to do, and he's it's still not enough. No, you know what I mean. And so, because what he said um, recently, since the NBA has announced their return, he said that in this tainted NBA season, um, if LeBron were to win a title, it would do absolutely nothing for the goat debate. It would not help LeBron's case at all to win a title. This year, what does he mean? Michael Jordan didn't play during a pandemic. Like, think of it this way: like, I know it's like an exaggeration, but like, to play during a pandemic, I as we're like kind of like living through it, right? Everyone's scared. Nobody wants to go out, but he's the one out there trying to get all the players to agree to come out and play and put on a show for everyone. And I don't think Jordan would have done that. I think Jordan would have just skipped a season. I think he would have just had fun, you know, having a cigar in his house and just um sat on the couch or maybe played a little bit of one-on-one but that's about it i mean and most importantly i think he's just saying that to really evaluate um um put up a step i guess you would say of michael jordan status and really knock down lebron a peg or two but i think listen if all the teams are going to play a normal regular playoff season and the season's pretty much at the end it should count 
it's going to count in the GOAT debate for me. I mean, you will have the diehard fans say that it just doesn't. But, I mean, ironically, what really changed besides just waiting a couple days? Is this season So this season is not tainted for you? Seeing how the NBA is handling it now and seeing the format that we're going to— When it's up in the dark, it's easy to say that it's tainted. But now we have a formula and a plan, and hopefully the NBA can execute it properly. It's not tainted to me no more. I agree. I agree with you, and here's why. Okay. So— one, Skip is just, like you said, anti-LeBron. And the second reason that I, you know, I don't even listen to Skip what he's saying because I feel like he's only saying it's tainted if LeBron were to get it because they have a good chance. And, you know, I don't think it's tainted in any way because, okay, here's the facts. Yes, it's a different year. Yes, it's been a big delay. Yes, it's just crazy. Yes, there's no home court advantage now. Yes, we have to go to Orlando. Yes, all of these things. Yes, those are facts. It's a different season, 100%. But all I know is at the end of July, if Skip is saying this, he's still going to be watching basketball at the end of July and into August and September and October. Like He's still going to be watching, even though it doesn't count or whatever. You know he's still going to be tuned in. And so why watch if it's tainted? Why watch if it doesn't matter? Because at the end of the day, you know, our favorite NBA players, our favorite teams are going to be playing basketball for a championship, period. I think it's also his job to watch, really. I don't think he'll be sitting next to Stephen A. Smith if he doesn't. You know what I mean? Um, No, I totally get what you mean. And most importantly, um, I wouldn't say he lets his... Would you feel like he lets his bias through against LeBron? Through All the time. All All the time, time, right? Um, I try to keep it as unbiased as possible. And even... Like, I'll always say, when it comes to certain things, when it comes to, like... Uh, like the Super Bowl this year, I always said I want the I wanted Mahomes to win, mm-hmm. but even though I felt like the other team in the Super Bowl, I can't think of their name right now. The Niners. The Niners. I thought they were had better was defense, and I figured oh defense normally wins championships, so I thought realistically they would win. But boy was I wrong. But what I'm saying is you just can't let your bias go through. I think you should separate your bias from your thing, but also say how you feel opposed to what you think is really going to happen. And I think he needs to start doing that more and start getting off of LeBron's case because he's been on LeBron practically after his first year. He really went after him because I think when we got to his first year, we were more in awe of him and we were just surprised because he really was the first rookie to live up to the hype more than anything because there was so much hype against his first game. I remember there was an old Nike commercial of LeBron getting ready for the Sacramento and he's got the ball and he's hasn't took he's like about to take a first draft step, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, so and then he just smiles at the camera and gets ready. And I think even in that game in Sacramento the Cleveland Cavaliers lost, but he still put up a monstrous performance of I think it was like 25, 7 assists and like 6 rebounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. Look Google check that guys. That I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's nonsense to me the people who think that this season is going to be tainted if LeBron wins or if anybody wins because again, we can all agree it's been a crazy year, but our favorite teams, our favorite players are going to be competing for a championship, like regardless, and they're going to be playing just as hard as they would have been. The so only thing that like, has changed is the time. That's literally it. The only thing. So I mean, I'm counting this ring. Exactly. I'll get a shirt that's, you know, we're going to make shirts. I'm counting this ring. That's what we're going to, it's going to be LeBron with like multiple championships on it. I like it. If they, you know, win it, I still think the Sixers can win it. Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to have this debate right now. We'll see about that. We'll see. Okay. You know, you think MB can handle Anthony Davis? Yes. Really? He's dominated him in the past. Really? Yeah. I need to watch more of the Sixers games. You then. should. So when they've played, especially in New Orleans, so they didn't play, MB didn't play when we played the Lakers this year in LA. 
game I was going to go to, but I ended up not going. Um, Glad you didn't. I know, because Embiid didn't play, Sims didn't play. It was a nightmare. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he actually he kind of gives it to him when he was in New Orleans. So we'll see if they meet. We'll, we'll see in the postseason. That was regular season. I like to separate the two. That's true. Hmm. That's true. Is it time for overtime? Overtime? Did we hit everything we wanted to hit? Wow, we did already. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So normally our new segment is called Overtime. Little full disclosure of how we got that name. We were literally watching Uncut Gems yesterday, coming up for new segment ideas that we're going to do for the show. So Overtime is basically any topics that recently came up before we had a chance to discuss our topics for this episode. And pretty much it's going to be like a bonus segment. You could really click off the video or... Make sure to leave a like down. But, like, you don't have to listen to this one, but I think it's interesting for this overtime segment. And if we knew ahead of it at time, we probably would have made it a main segment. But apparently Zion Williamson caught in a scandal of accepting free stuff from colleges. Whoa. So how do you feel, feel about this, Troy? Very interesting. I'm a huge Zion fan. And so I don't know how to feel. Innocent to, until proven guilty for me. So supposedly from what I was reading that there was a wiretap connected to a recording of the coach at the Blue Devils. What's his name? Coach K? And another coach at um, Kansas, I believe it was. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that doesn't surprise Kansas, me at all? Kansas, not at all. They, they've been caught in this before. Oh, have they? I don't keep up on the college level as much as I do on the professional level. So it's very I, – I can skip over something and completely miss it. But, yeah, apparently that the Blue Devils is a Nike – school and the kansas is a adidas school so there is purposely him leaning towards nike already that's what it was and apparently what the free stuff that he was offered was housing for his family which they before he got uh, got accepted i believe it was again um there's an article about it guys so if you if i miss over something read the article because i'm not going to get this exactly right um the article was he was living in like a i think it was like a 100 thirty thousand dollar house and the rent was like eight hundred dollars and then as soon as he goes over to the blue devils he gets moved to a 4.3 million dollar home and the rent jumps up to five thousand a month and there was some cars in the front that were under zion's name i believe and they were you know that's like accepting free stuff they like how are you going to pay for that and that's such a drastic jump 100k to 4.3 million dollars of a home so what do you think about what i just said it's nuts and, you know, I don't know. Is That's completely true? Like, I guess, I mean, that's a factual... Yeah, I mean, that was that's what the article said. I'm no yeah. expert. But, I mean, I look at it as, like, the LeBron with the Hummer situation. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's just a Hummer. I don't know exactly. I think his mom bought it for him. Yeah, and it, with Zion and with LeBron, very similar. Obviously, out of high school, very, you know, the name out of high school, the guy in that recruiting class, each of them. And the same thing with Zion. We knew... We knew, we knew, we knew that he was going to be a one-and-done guy at Duke. We knew that he was going to be making millions a year later. And so, like, it doesn't even, you know, when stuff like that happens to a guy like Zion, it's like, why? Because, dude, you're going to be rich in a year. Yeah, like he couldn't just wait? That's what you're looking at? Yeah, or, you know, and I get it, I guess. Well, I don't get it. It's still wrong. But, like, for Duke and Kansas or whoever to offer things to get him to come play. You know what I mean? And so... Um, I don't know. I guess how as an eighteen-year-old or seventeen-year-old at the time, how do you turn that down? I guess I don't know. I, I I mean, well, to play devil's advocate there, LeBron James when he was eighteen or nineteen, you probably heard this story where he turned down. I think it was Adidas 
or it was another shoe brand company other than Nike, signed him a check saying, here's $10,000, just don't go speak to Nike. And he turned it down. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to have that self-control and self-awareness, I think is a smart by LeBron James. But most importantly, as Zion, why, why can't you have that same awareness of knowing how much you're worth? Because, like, again, like you set it up, he's going to be millions. I mean, LeBron James turned that, down that $10 million and what, he's going to be, like, a billionaire? Because he, he invests his money very well, not just in basketball. And I've been, he even said it on the shop that he wants to own an NBA team after it's all said and done. Yep. So I think, you know, again, back just with the Zion thing, like, real quick. Um, you know, again, 17, 18-year-old kid faced with this. You know, it's the school's fault for putting a kid like that in a situation like that. You know what I mean? To, to do something like that to him. Um, it's crazy, you know, and again, you're going to be rich in a year kind of thing. Wild stuff. How much is this Pelicans contract anyway as a rookie? Do you know? I don't know. So it was like 27 million. Google that real quick because like, it just blows my mind. Cause like what they offered you was not nearly great as a return that it could have been just by waiting. You know what I mean? And besides, well, I mean, he already left and he already signed his contract. So what what can they really take away from him? Are they going to fine him? Like, because it's already done. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I look at it as if they don't do anything, then what's not stopping the next person just waiting and then releasing it and then be like, hey, I got free stuff in college. What are you going to do? Because that was the whole problem with Jello. I said Jello. What's the middle ball, brother? The one that was stealing? Yeah, in China. And got arrested. Leangelo Ball. Leangelo Ball. I call him Jello. Yeah, he goes by Jello. He 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 does does? Jello. Okay, I didn't know that. Sometimes. So Leangelo Ball basically got caught stealing, and then basically that was a big deal. I mean, taking free stuff. Obviously, you can't compare the two because they're two different situations. But I'm just saying, like, they had to do something about that. And what was it? LSU or no? UCLA kicked them out. UCLA kicked them out. But I mean, like, worst ball brother by sure. Just you know. Throwing that I out like there. Personality-wise, I don't like him <laughs> skill-wise. Skill-wise, worst ball, brother. I agree with you. For sure. Might even be worse than LeVar. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't take it that far. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a guy like Zion is projected to make up to $44 million, um, with a four-year contract. $44 million? Yeah, so I think... I undercut him. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy. It's cra- that's so that, what a story like that, that is crazy. I have no idea i think they're gonna find him i think that's what they're gonna do it seems like all, when stuff like that happens i could be wrong it seems like when stuff like that does happen a lot more goes on the university on the university's part yeah oh yeah that's probably sure they're, pro- they're probably gonna let them skate by and just get slap the slap the wrist of the the university yeah i mean like because like think about it you're not only putting a kid under a duress you're coercing. i can't say that word you know what I mean? It's like I've been watching a lot of lawyer shows, so that's why I've been using this terminology. I just got into the suits at work. Fancy. So that's why been, yeah. Um, but like yeah, you know what I mean? So I think they're probably gonna take something away from the university then more than anything. Absolutely. Now that I think about it. Absolutely. I wanna know what it's gonna be though. Postseason ban. I don't know. Do you think they're gonna like find them like like Oklahoma State basketball just got banned from the postseason? I forget exactly what for but um, who knows? Kansas is Kansas is always in trouble. For one, shout out to the Jayhawks. You know who went there? One of your favorite players. Shut up, <laughs> Paul Pierce. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Embiid. Like actually, one of my favorite players. But yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, Paul Pierce. That's you know whatever. 
Another reason I don't like Kansas. Um, anyway, I think that's uh, I think that's it for the show today. This is a wrap. This is a wrap. A Buffalo chicken wrap. I already got some ideas for next episode, dude. I'm excited. Really? But I ain't gonna tell them what yet. Okay, so we gotta talk about this during food night. Yeah, during food, during food night, we'll talk about it. Um, by food night, it's just me eating food in front of you. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, whatever platform you are on, again, I just want to read these again because it's fun. It makes me makes us sound like. You know, we're doing something cool. Because we are doing something cool. So we're on YouTube, of course. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcast. We are on Breaker. We are on Google Podcast. We are on Overcast. We are on Pocket Cast. And we are on Radio Public. So if you are streaming in, if you are listening or watching on one of those platforms, thank you. Leave a subscribe. Leave a rating. I had a friend of mine leave a 5.0 rating on Apple Podcasts earlier today. Stop. Don't say it's your friend. Shout out. And, uh, well, he, he enjoyed the show. He would have gave us a one if he didn't like it. Really? Oh, for sure. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback as well. Yep. So, so shout out to Jake Schuster for the rating. Jake, you're the man. End of the show. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See you guys. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Baseline FaceTime Podcast. We'll see you next time.